intent to help alleviate the back office aspect of running a business, you know, um, cause most, most people who launch a small business, you know, they're not, uh, they're not graduates of Harvard business school or, or the Wharton school of business or anything, you know, they're just somebody who just makes a really killer donut or, you know, is a great chiropractor who can treat a lot of patients or, you know, they're somebody who went to dental school. They didn't necessarily, uh, learn all of the business components and, and how to, how to manage the finances and run, you know, financial productions and, uh, go through QuickBooks and all that kind of stuff. And so we were like, you know what, if we can help either consult or provide services to support and make the, uh, back office tasks for the business less cumbersome, it frees up the business owner to do more of what they got into business doing, you know, making more donuts, uh, treating more patients, selling more houses, whatever it is that they do for their business. Yeah, that's a, an interesting model um, because the paradox is that large corporations don't innovate. Uh, they capitalize, they build, they expand, they uh, scale, but the innovation is actually done in the small businesses. Uh, where they come up with the, the niche idea, they accelerate the idea, they develop it, uh, do a proof of concept. So like you were saying, uh, you know, if you go back, I can't remember when Krispy Donuts, Krispy Kreme Donuts came out, but that was kind of an innovation. And uh, then it was moved, you know, into a large scale. So it started small scale um, and then moved large scale. So the idea that you have... Uh, kind of a, a specialty, a knowledge base, and then you're bringing it to the small businesses. Really interesting concept. Yeah. And, and like you said, you know, a lot of corporations, I mean, yeah, it is hard to find a corporation that innovates. Um, and at the same time, you know, every corporation uh, is successful at essentially managing the business aspect of what they do. Um, and the product is kind of just a byproduct of, of their, of their business. And, you know, you think about any corporation, there's not a single Fortune 500 company. I would even say there's probably, there's, you know, not a single Fortune, you know, 10,000 company that uh, doesn't have a CFO on their board of directors. And that CFO oversees an entire team of people who are just, you know, their entire job is to just make sure that every dollar that uh, comes into and out of that business is, is running as efficiently as possible and is being used as efficiently as possible. And, you know, they're, they're doing everything they can to take advantage of every tax uh, incentive that is, that is available to them as a business. So they're, take, they're, you know, making sure that their marketing budget is dialed in. They're making sure that, you know, their uh, pricing is, is structured so that they, you know, hit the margins they want to have. And, you know, I mean, that, that's just a whole team, a whole uh, just pool of resources that, uh, that they have because they have the, you know, the, the bandwidth to be able to do that. But a small business owner, they have the same needs as a corporation to, you know, have the guidance of the correct pricing, the correct marketing budget, the correct uh, uh, payroll amount, you know, all, how to evaluate all those expenses. I would say they even have a greater need than what a corporation does, but they don't have the resources. And so we just wanted to, you know, make it so that we could have a similar type of team available to business, you know, that doesn't, doesn't have the same resources as like an Apple 
Yeah, I mean, that's an um, interesting angle because uh, when you talk about taxes, that's extremely complicated. Then you look at uh, operational strategies. That's also complicated. Uh, you know, the, the transition part of going to small to a medium-sized company is also very difficult because now your systems that you use when you were a small company, like maybe spreadsheets or QuickBooks, um, are not sufficient. So you need to move to uh, a client server or a web-based, uh, cloud-based applications. You, you know, you're moving into more expenses. Uh, you've got to have an HR department, legal department, uh, which, you know, I under, understand you're talking more about the financial side. So yeah, but all, all 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 that stuff certainly plays a, f- a factor, right? Like, um, how how can we help, like, proactively plan for that jump to to you know be able to scale and make it to the next level? And how can we make sure that you know we're properly equipped or hitting the KPIs that we need to be hitting, and you know that uh, the the business is ready to make that leap from a small business from, you know, from a small business to a medium business and kind of, you know, embrace all those changes. It, it, it all certainly, you know, it, it all works together. How do you uh, deal with strategic planning? Uh, I'm particularly interested in uh, your strategies for marketing. So you look, look at uh, strategic planning, uh, maybe as a, you were talking about the CFO sitting on the board or, uh, in an officer position and uh, influencing the direction the company is going. How do you integrate your strategies with the company's strategies? Sure. No, that's a great question. And I would say, you know, for the most part, it depends on the industry that somebody's in. And I'll just take, you know, for exa- for instance, we, we work with a lot of chiropractors uh, all across the country. Okay. And, you know, for a chiropractor, their, their marketing, um, you know, is typically tailored toward social media, uh, you know, having, having some Facebook ads or Google ads and, you know, having a, uh, campaign that's pretty well tailored. We don't help with, we don't, you know, we're not, we're not marketers. We're not gonna pretend like we're marketers. We certainly, uh, can kind of provide a concierge service and, and recommend a few marketers to, um, you know, some of our clients who are proven in, you know, getting results with Facebook ads or Google ads or anything like that. But, you know, for a chiropractor with some of the overhead, some of the expenses that we have, our general rule of thumb is that your marketing um, expense shouldn't be more than 17 to 19 percent of your overall revenue. Um, and so, you know, we just make sure that, okay. that, uh, that you know, they're, they're dialed into that and that, you know, the, the money that they are spending on the marketing is generating uh, enough, uh, I guess, buzz, new patients to be able to help them make sure that, you know, they're, they're a little bit more than five Xing their return on their marketing. Wow. Five Xing. That's a huge number. Well, yeah. It's uh, that's impressive. You, you hear a lot of companies that kind of niche, but uh, like in the example of a chiropractor, I've heard uh, some that say, you know, they, they really struggle to survive, you know, and the question I've always had is, you know, data, um, if you analyze, you know, how, what your turnover is, uh, churn rates, 
uh, your, like you said, 19% for your advertisement. Um, you know, are you expanding, growing? Uh, what type of marketing are you doing? Those type of questions that run, uh, you know, they're are pushing against small businesses because they have limited, you know, capital. And so because of the limited capital, things are scarce, but they often don't do the things that they need to to grow. Yes, uh, completely agree. And, you know, that's that's certainly an aspect of what we offer, you know, with the consulting is, uh, you know, you can really operate from a one of two mindsets. And, and I think this is pretty commonly understood in, in businesses. You can really operate from the scarcity mindset that, uh, you know, uh, high pressure situations, a threat, or you can operate from an abundance mindset and, the, you know, a high pressure situation is an opportunity. And really trying to help make sure that our clients, you know, are have the abundance mindset that they're viewing situations as opportunities rather than threats and um, making sure that, you know, that they're approaching that uh, with all the confidence that they that they can can have in that situation. And, um, you know, sometimes I mean, I don't know, I think I think the the difference between often the successful small business owner and then the small business owner who isn't able to be successful is, uh, you know, their mindset and then what they are able to do with the resources that they have available. Um, you know, it sounds like you're talking about leadership when you talk about mindset to me, that's like, uh, are you, uh, positively projecting out into the future? Are you confident, uh, about your products and services? Um, you did say something earlier about KPI performance key, indicators. Uh, yeah. Yes. Key performance indicators. Uh, what role is that playing? Do you see, are people looking more at dashboards, BI, are they, uh, are, are the managers that have been maybe an older school, a little bit afraid of technology, but they have a well-established business. They've grown their business. Are they starting to look at, uh, these technology pieces or are they still kind of, uh, letting the younger, uh, younger leaders, uh, run those. Uh, those yeah, I do. Um, for those business owners who are older, you know, what we're seeing is typically, I mean, there's certainly exceptions to this rule, but typically, you know, they just kind of, uh, select one of their, uh, younger, more technology agile, uh, employees and they kind of have that person lead the charge and free themselves. And, and I, you know, I think we, we certainly, uh, embrace that attitude, you know, delegation is, is key to, to growth and to scaling. And, um, if you can make sure that you're wisely delegating, um, tasks to members of your team, just allows you to be more free to be able to work in or on your business and, you know, try to find those activities that are, uh, you know, the, the greatest use of your time. So you said you're not marketing, but you are financial. I did talk to you a little bit earlier and you mentioned that you were uh, doing statistical analysis, that that's an important part of your business. Um, what role is statistics playing in helping companies become more efficient and to capitalize on their opportunities? Yeah, certainly. Uh, that's a great question. Um, 
Well, really, you know, statistics is just being able to interpret the the data and and figure out what the numbers are telling you, you know. Um, and I guess I guess here's here's kind of an example. We have we have a client that we're working with who uh, has you know kind of turned over the the books um, to well, I guess kind of the keys of the kingdom to uh, his office manager and after he hired us he's he's kind of had us just make sure that like you know we're kind of doing an audit of of everything making sure that everything reconciles um and and you know from what we've from what we have done with you know some of that forensic accounting and being able to evaluate the statistics and look at the numbers you know there's there's certainly a lot of discrepancies there and and you know, worst case scenario, the guy's being embezzled from best case scenario is, is really just, you know, that uh, his office manager is uh, not the best person to do to, you know, delegate that task to because, you know, she's missing, um, you know, certain she, she she's like miss billing certain accounts or, uh, you know, she is paying too much for or, you know, this product or the service or, or whatever. So it's really like being sure. able to like dive into the numbers and, and like see what the numbers are telling you. Sometimes it's most of the time, it's really trying to evaluate the performance of the team. And that's where the KPIs come in. Um, you know, we are finance, but at, at the end of the day, it's with the, the reason that we find the KPIs so important, um, not only from the growth of the business uh, and making sure that, you know, the business is growing the way that the business owner wants it to, but it's also to make sure that the that the team members, excuse me, that the team members are supporting that growth the way that they should, you know. And and so for every business size difference, we we've kind of talked about chiropractors. So going back to that, you know, it's helping a chiropractor evaluate. Okay, um, what are the you know what are the amount of new patients that our associate has to be bringing in uh, every week to make sure that you know we're justifying what we're paying him. How can we bonus him based on, you know, the number of new patients or the number of uh, Facebook ads or, you know, the number of events that he goes to, whatever, whatever it is that is more relevant to that role or, you know, kind of bonusing and incentivizing their chiropractic assistance and identifying, you know, um, how they can incentivize that employee to be more effective and efficient utilizing certain indicators you know because telling telling an associate uh hey if you help us generate fifteen thousand more uh of revenue this month we're going to pay you a two thousand dollar bonus you know that may not necessarily be compelling versus if you you know bring in 50 new patients this week we'll give you a 500 dollar bonus it, it you know it's something that makes a lot more a lot more sense to, well, to the you know, it's, it's interesting because, uh, you know, there's that carrot and the stick uh, aspect, you know. Do uh, you get better performance by increasing uh, incentives or uh, do you spend more time uh, working with building a culture that's fun, uh, that, you know, brings people there because of quality of customer service? Um, and, you know, empowering the employees to, you know, do a better job at taking care of your customer. Yeah. Uh, or, or do you focus in on the, the financial incentives, 
you know, you're driving for profit. Um, efficiency is really interesting. I, you know, trying to find those key indicators is, uh, is an art in itself. Um, Agreed. Agreed. How did you find your key indicators just by experience or did you, uh, uh, has it just been working with the chiropractic industry? You found that there are certain key indicators that, um, help their business. Yeah. Um, that, that's also a great question. You know, for us, it's really like, uh, in, and you know, this, this isn't an area that I'm strong in. We have our whole team that really kind of goes into, evaluating the business, what drives the numbers for the business, you know, cause chiropractic business is going to be much different than a software business. Um, and, and so, you know, our team really goes in, dives into the numbers and, and evaluates, okay, what are the things that, that drive these numbers? What are the things that drive the revenue? What, you know, what are the things that drive converting that revenue into profit and how can we identify what the key indicators are that if we can tweak and make these things more efficient, it gets, you know, it gets more revenue in the door. It gets more revenue converted to profit, you know. It, um, and so every, every business is different. It's really just essentially just a deep dive in the, in the, um, in the status yeah. of how the business works and, and being able to identify those things. Um, so, you know, it's. It is kind of like that, that approach because you, you're not, uh, you, you have to gain uh, business knowledge. But at the same time, you take this general IQ, I guess, of, of how businesses are successful, you know, a certain level of financial, you got legal, you've got marketing, uh, and then you have this technical knowledge and innovations that are coming in, you know, that are, are disrupting uh, technologies that can be introduced. You know, I mean, uh, who would have thought Blockbuster would have not be in the number one position for digital right. media and today you know go try to go down to a blockbuster and and get your uh dvd it's it's hard right. to find right but why why did they lose that position or or Net, netscape uh with the uh holding that number one position for browsers uh why weren't they able to hold on to that technology um another one that uh stands out in my mind is is uh, nokia uh Number one in cell phone, sold millions of devices. You had BlackBerry. They had uh, 86 million devices, dropped today to 26 million. What What is happening? You know, there's this disruptive technologies that are coming in, new and better open source uh, software, so get richer features. Um, how does technology impact the way you think? Um I think it massively impacts it. You know, it's making sure that uh, the business is embracing the right technology um, at the right time. And, um, you know, I I think, I I think every business needs to make sure that they are uh, comfortable with ambiguity and with, you know, the, the potential to change. And, um, you know, that looks different for every business. Uh, I guess we'll go back to chiropractors cause we've been kind of using them as our example this whole time. And, yeah, yeah um, sure. so, yeah. you know, a, a chiropractor, like they, uh, they may be used to, you know, just kind of doing x-rays and, and having charts and, and, uh, and their medical records are all in folders, but 
you know, and it, it could be a cumbersome process to get a chiropractor onboarded from converting all their medical records from, you know, hard copy into electronic. And it's, you know, certainly time consuming and everything, but the efficiencies that can be created by having all their medical records, um, digital and electronic and, and available, you know, it can make it so that the check-in process for a client is easier. Um, you know, I, I, th- where I work with quite a few of them, I've been to quite a few different offices and it's a much different client or a patient experience going into a chiropractor and, you know, just tapping on an iPad and, you know, selecting a couple of like maybe pain points in your back or, or, you know, typing in a quick thing that says, you know, Hey, my ankle has been bugging me or whatever versus having to complete a whole bunch of um, paperwork that I've completed every time, you know, every time I've gone into this office and, and, you know, makes it just, um, a lot better client experience, but it also makes it so much for a much better, uh, patient flow, um, by being able to, to have that and, and adapt to that and, um, making sure that, uh, I guess on those same lines, also making sure that, uh, that the, um, business owner isn't overpaying for features that they don't use. Uh, just as an example, click funnels is, is a great company that's kind of here in our backyard here in Boise. Um, that uh, is widely used for online sales funnels and helping uh, business, whether it's a brick and mortar or, or completely online business to, you know, really um, drive sales for, for their business. And we have multiple clients who, you know, might be subscribed to click funnels and they're wanting to have the whole $300 package, but you know, they have like one funnel that, uh, that could be done in the $100 package. And so either making sure that they, um, aren't overpaying for features and benefits and stuff that, the, that isn't relevant for them or that they're not going to take advantage of or that they are um, properly utilizing the, the services and the software that they have and, and that they are, you know, that they embrace it. Uh, I was thinking while you were talking about um, how, in probably the next decade, things will change in the medical industry so radically as you see AI starting to come in, uh, where you might have a, a set of bots uh, meet you uh, at the entry of the office and uh, ask you a few questions. You know, I mean, with chiropractic, I imagine uh, it would be uh, different, like it would uh, be identification of either pain or a maintenance, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I think if you had like a scoliosis or, or something that along that nature where you have structural issues and you're coming in, uh, you know, for adjustments and uh, there are, uh, those individuals, let's say for, if you were to extend this beyond chiropractic and go to physical therapy, individuals who have been hurt, who need to now come and see a, a therapist, um, you know, you could have that pre, uh, you know, that pre-information for gathering. And what, what would be also phenomenal is the billing side. The billing is extremely complex. Oh, man, so, so true. And it's like uh, you look at technology to assist that, and, you know, you can make or break in your billing uh, because uh, you, there's turnaround cycles. you got to do the right codes. If you have the wrong CPT codes, you have, uh, you know, you, you could get a denial uh, and so this this process of going through, making sure everything is uh, procedurally correct, 
uh, seems like that would be a, a, an IQ thing. I guess I'd like to play on that word today, but IQ thing for technology. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, that's especially with, you know, chiropractors and kind of private practice medical professionals. That's the most commonly solved problem that, that we um, the, the most common problem that we, we solve is just helping them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you yeah sorry. There. I, I, I that just part. was receiving a phone call. Um, but like there's, I, I just think of one of our client, uh, one of our clients as an example, like he has half a million dollars of outstanding, um, uh, collections essentially accounts receivable that's past 90 days due. And a large part of it is because, you know, failure to build a, to the wrong CPT codes. And, you know, if one of the things that we can say, one, our, our uh, primary CFO, the president of our company, um, we appointed him that uh, to that role because he actually has experience. He was the CFO for a billion dollar medical device manufacturing company based out of San Diego and you know was extremely um became extremely proficient at uh billing proper cpt codes and making sure that you know that that process is streamlined and he's provided a massive amount of value to our medical professional uh clients by helping them just reduce that well, by helping them reduce that collection cycle you know from taking 90 days to yeah. get paid uh you know to the more reasonable 30 days to get paid you know, that's a, it's so important is that ROI. And that's what I, you know, I'm starting to, you know, pay more attention on even the company I'm working for is ROI, you know, return yeah. on investment. Uh, and those, those, those type of things are the senior management wants to know, you know, they want to know how, how things are operating. 